Hello and welcome to the Stringers Podcast number nine. Nine of them now. Nine people have wanted to talk to me, not because they had to, but because I gave them free snacks. Food aplenty at the new studio. Devang Desai's on this week, a longtime friend. He's the first person that I ever knew that had a podcast. And it was just so cool to sit back in a room with him. He lives on the West Coast now. As you guys know, I live in Toronto. And so he was in town for a couple days. He stepped in. And it was it was a delight. I'm sorry if we go heavy on the inside jokes, but there's a lot of giggling. But before we get started, let's see what's happening on Kylie's big weekend, which I guess is kind of turned into Clay's big weekend. It's the big weekend in the city of Toronto. Friday night. Gladstone Hotel, 1214 Queen Street West. Get this. Best Flicks TV Trivia, Stranger Things 2 Edition. That's right. If you're like me and you stayed up all Friday night when Stranger Things 2 came out and finished it by lunchtime Saturday, well, here you can get your fix or you can just show off. 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. As I said, it's at the Gladstone Hotel. The Gladdy, if you're familiar with it, definitely something up my alley. Definitely something I'd check out. And hey, you know what? See how you see how you match up. See if you can uh, beat the master. I'm just saying. I don't want to pat myself too hard on the back, but I'm pretty good. Heads up, two weeks from now, we have Gareth Wheeler on the podcast, and we go through Stranger Things 2. No spoilers, but we give her two cents. I'm pretty excited. For that one to come up Saturday. Got planned Saturday? How about a little bit of the Jurassic Classic? No, you're not going to get to watch all four Jurassic Park movies. It's co-ed 3 on 3 basketball. And I just like the name. Let's be honest. I like the name Jurassic Classic. It's at St. Michael's College, Bathurst and St. Clair, 1515 Bathurst Street, 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. We all need to add a little bit more activity, a little bit of running around to our schedule, especially as the days get shorter and it gets colder outside. So St. Michael's College, three-on-three basketball, the Jurassic Classic. And Sunday, you know, you burned off a bunch of calories on Saturday. Why not pack them back on on Sunday? Get this. Apple Pie Contest. Do I need to say any more? Fort York Food Bank, which is 797 Dundas Street West, of course, in Toronto, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Serve up your best apple pie, and let's see if you can walk away the winner. That's right, Friday, Gladstone Hotel, Saturday, St. Michael's College, Sunday, Fort York Food Bank, or if you want to go in a completely different direction, Jim Jeffries is in town at the Sony Center Friday and Saturday night, bound to be an amazing show, and Saturday, Air Canada Center, Chris Rock. So we have a fun-filled activity weekend if you want that, or if you just want to sit in a seat and laugh the whole time, you can do that as well. But I don't want to delay you any further. Devang Desai is on the podcast at Desai Devang on Twitter, at Devang Desai ESQ, like Esquire on Instagram. He's got a new podcast, which we pump at the end. So check it out. But no more waiting. Cue up the sacks. We got episode nine with Devang Desai. You like yes. an hour? It's yes. they're usually an hour. Actually, some of them. I had one go two and a half hours, and I had to cut 
cut it the fuck down <laughs> because when you do it with two and a half hours, no one wants to listen to that. No, Devang Desai on the Stringer podcast. This is how excited I am to have you here. You were my introduction to podcasting. A hundred percent bar none. You're being too cunt. You're but it's true. Cunt. You were, you're the first person I physically knew they did a podcast, and that was actually the Toronto FC podcast. Come on, your Come Reds. Come on, your Reds, right? It's of course, called. Of course. Uh, and then you fed me a whole whack of suggestions of like, you should listen to this, and you can listen to that. And to be honest, a lot of the sports ones, I stopped following, and a lot of just like the <laughs> solid ones, comedy, history, I kept with. So that's how, it's, it's like bringing in your mentor into a room and then trying to be like, oh, look, I know karate. And then he's like the Taekwondo or what a karate black belt master. That's what it's like for me right now. The nicest thing anyone's ever said to me in general, but also no. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I, but also, I, no. also no. I mean, like, uh, tease their own also, like, Clay, we grew up together. We grew we up did. together, right? So mm-hmm. it was like, a, it was basically we were forging our own ground and then we made it and then we went different paths and et cetera, et cetera. Creating our own things. We're just like, I'm sick of doing the same thing. <laughs> Give me something new. And they're like, like what? And we're like, God damn it. I'll just fucking create it. Forging our own paths is also a really, a really um, PG version of saying, well, things are different. Things are different. <laughs> yeah. things forging are different. our own paths could be another podcast all on its own. It's called Forging Your Own Paths with Clayton I mean, Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Please do not copyright that. Please <laughs> do not. We're, we're totally on top of that right now. We're going to get it going. Um, when someone says, tell me a Devang story, my first one that comes to mind, we were traveling to Portland for work. We were sitting on the plane out of Toronto on the tarmac. Oh, no, no, no. We're still at the, the gate. It's still at the gate, yeah. And, yeah. and the captain comes over and says, yes, folks. Uh, hello. This is your captain speaking. <laughs> <laughs> We have a flat tire. We're on like a gigantic plane. To the point where I'm like, that's that is a worrying thing to say. That's so yeah, you don't do And did they wait until everyone got on the plane to realize that it's missing a little bit of air? It was the weight of the people on the plane. Right. So he told us, and then we were no strangers. <laughs> To the fly to, game, the fly to game. the fly, the fly game, and all the interruptions that we receive. Pardon the interruption. Plane happens all the time, but this was probably the most interesting one because they said, "Okay, you got to get off," and then everyone's kind of getting up and taking their bags out of the overhead, and they come back on. This is your captain speaking. We know it's the captain. <laughs> like seriously, we, you, were, else, talk, you were talking. Who else is talking? Thirty seconds ago, who else is talking at this point? This is seat twenty-four F. No, it's the captain. You don't have to leave. We've just been told we can jack up the plane, change the tire, <laughs> and get you on your way with like 200 people there. And it's normal if you're on a, in a car on a highway. Sure, sure. But you don't think of being in a plane, a big gigantic machine that hurdles you through the air at ridiculous speeds as having to change a flat tire. And as it happens, because when you fly out of Portland from Toronto, you have to connect through Vancouver. We missed our connecting flight. We arrived in Portland, great city of Portland. I love going there. Lovely place. And my bag didn't arrive. 
Remember that? I was like without clothes for two days. Apparently they have like, there's like a 48 hour window or something where they have to reimburse you for having to buy clothes. Correct. And they came in like two hours under me hitting that window. So here I had spent. That might have been the nicest hotel we stayed in though. I feel like You like that. the nines? I think the, the nines, nines, isn't the it? The nines were very nice. It was W? Very nice. The W, w in Hoboken, w, New Jersey. Hoboken. I love that oh. place. I love that place Does as well. Every room has a view of Manhattan downtown. <laughs> The things that have happened in those hotel rooms oh. that the walls could only speak. It's romance. It's a picture frame. The 100%, windows are. 100% unreal. But if you ever, have you ever looked at like the condo building next door? It's, it's, you you can legit you, stare right in people's <laughs> windows as they're sitting on the couch in their underwear. It's fucked. Oh my God. No, it's, that's, that's true. That's true. Who would have thought as we were sitting in the airport bar in Vancouver that you'd be a Vancouver resident. You were going to leave me right. and, and, and right. just... Take off for the West Coast. Time's changed, I guess. I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe what happened. But yeah, time's changed, I guess. You got a neat offer. You decide, exactly. right? Exactly. You, you, exactly. That's what happens exactly. to all of us. Someone sweeps us off our feet. Sometimes it's a lady. Sometimes it's a company. Exactly. No, it's 100%. 100%. And away uh, we go. So writer by trade. Would you say that? If, if you had to look at your roots in media, would you go writing? I think so. I, I mean, like, it's funny. Like, I look at myself now, and I'm I am more a marketer than a, a writer. Mm-hmm. I would say, but I I could still trade in the writing game. Right. I guess I would say. I guess I would say that. But also, it's it's a very it's it's hard to look at myself now. We're like, you know what? What am I selling? I guess. What am I selling? True. What am I? What, what, what what's the angle? To, exactly. What's the angle? So we were joking today, me and a couple of people that I've worked on various projects with. And we were tasked with doing something marketing related. And well, we said, you know, there's a script involved. And we're like, marketing, 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 right. marketing, marketing, marketing. Right. Please buy now. Which there's a certain tone and cadence, I guess, that comes that I you would have to adopt. Like, the, I, I guess you have to learn because you're interacting with people. You still have to be interesting and engaging, but in a completely different way than, than some of the more explorative pieces that you've done. I mean, like, so like for me, it's like what I'm doing now. It's like I'm EA Sports FIFA, like this game is not hard to sell. Like people love this game. Like they, they will, they will find it. They will do what they want to do to get this game. But I think the way we don't make it. So it's like, we're bashing people on the heads kind of thing. And I think that's the marketing in that sense. It's like, let's not be the worst people of the world, I guess. <laughs> yeah, let's not be let's not be complete ghouls on this. I'm going to get a picture framed of like a whale tail coming out of the ocean or like a whale <laughs> doing like a jump and under it says, let's, inspirational quote, let's not be the worst people in the world. Let's not be ghouls. Exactly. I mean, like that's, that's straight up what it is though. That's, I, it's... Selling products to people is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's also like don't you don't need to beat them over the head of the shit. You don't need to do it. You don't need to do it at all. Where did you start? So it's interesting. I'm in a currently I'm in like a sports bubble where everyone has known you far longer. And we were talking right. about this before we got upstairs. Right. Uh, far longer than I've known everyone. But I never knew that Devang. It's right. like I've right. known you for probably four years or something right. like that. If you were to set a benchmark, where was that benchmark in your life where you're like, now I'm in media? So I think for me, it was like basically I, I have a weird kind of story. Like I, I want to do politics. I want to do 
work on Parliament Hill. That's what I did when I started Interesting. in uh, school. I worked for like a backbencher at the time who basically he wouldn't vote for things that we all wanted him to vote for. And like we backed him all the time. But at a certain point, it just became like, ah, I can't, I mm-hmm. can't really back this person. But I took calls from constituents being like, why didn't you vote for this? Or et cetera, right. et cetera. And it got to a point where I'm like, I don't have actual answers for this anymore. Mm-hmm. I still think he's a good person, but mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And I'm like, you know, I, I do love sports. I do love what I, what I think about as a blogger or as a Twitter mm-hmm. garbage man. And <laughs> I, as, is that the official title now? Twitter a garbage, garbage man? A garbage man. Okay. I'm like, oh, of course, of course. Because you're throwing garbage out or because you're feeding garbage in? I, I'm, I mean, I am literally eating, I'm consuming garbage. <laughs> I'm consuming garbage is what I'm saying. But you know what I mean? Like it, it never, it never got to me. Where like I like doing this to the point where let's make a career out of this. Let's mm-hmm. make, let's try. And then when I, I left, I needed to pay some student debt. And I went to South Korea and taught English, etc. But even when I was there, I'm like, yeah, I, I'll talk about sports with these kids. I'm yeah. like, I'll talk about sports all the time. And when I came back, getting no pay for an internship, etc. Like I basically just tried. I just tried to make it and. It worked out in the end, I guess. I guess I'm, I'm here, so. Well, there's, we haven't hit the end yet. Right. So let's, right. We're still making it work. Right, right. <laughs> there's still more to grow. It's not like it's over. But you don't like me. You're you writing your own me. eulogy. You're like, you well, like in me. the end, he made it. <laughs> and then he fell over dead. So you told me two things that I completely don't think I ever knew about you. First, you worked in fucking politics? Of course, yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yes, of course. That's like two. And then I was like, I got to pay off some debt. You know what I did is I got a job selling vacuum cleaners. You decided to go to South Korea and speak English. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can fill the whole hour on either one of those shout subjects. Out, shout out to Inchon, by the way. Inchon, the best, <laughs> the, best, the best place in the world. That's great. That's great. Uh, so... Especially, I guess, with the political climate today. Hey, here, we're going to tie both together. With the political climate today with North Korea. Right. Why don't you tell me what it, it couldn't have been. Like, it's not like North Korea just came out in the night and was like, you know what? We're going to be different. Right. Right. There, there's been the tension for decades. What was what was life like in, in South Korea? And how can I help me imagine it? You're a writer. You so, create words. So <laughs> you get away with words. You get away with words. Uh, for me, it was like, it, it's... Uh, I didn't live far away from like the, uh, the DMZ, so like basically, it's like North Korea and South Korea are not far away from each other. Like it was, it was super close. And the first, the first night that I was actually there, like, and I went out to have a, a mission, uh, a drunken mission, basically. <laughs> In I got, South Korea, I got a cab. I got a cab, and the guy did not know where I was supposed to be going. And I ended up super close to the DMZ. I'm like, I don't <laughs> think I'm in the right place right now. This is bad, et cetera, et cetera. But you're going to wake up without a kidney or a liver or something. Right. But I was there and I was like, what the hell's happening? And it, it was, it, to me, it's like getting to know the the kids who were, who were living there and like what they think about North Korea. It's like most of them, some of them, sorry, have family members who are on the other side. And right. like, it's, it's, it's super... It's it's not as different as like basically we have friends in Quebec or whatever. Like right. we but we don't we don't necessarily talk the same way that we would with with them. Now with out of complete ignorance on my part, 
Is it kind of like the Iron Curtain? That I mean, right? it's, it's like, totally we, close. It's totally yeah, close. Yeah, we're, it's, we're uh, like South Korea is like political one of the divide. But then you have you have families 100%, broken. Hundred percent. Like I mean, like this. The thing is, like this is the most progressive. South Korea is one of the most progressive countries in the world in terms of finance and business. And like they're 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 not they're not they're not worried about things. But you have the other side where it's like North Korea is like completely shut off, and it's like it's not it's not the same at all. So like you have two people who are living so close together, but also divided to the point where it's like what the fuck like what's happening what's happening this makes sense to me in my head but if you don't want to go there we don't have to can we tell the baltimore story we have to tell the baltimore can story. we go down the baltimore story we have to and because yeah. what struck me first of all your understanding of what's going on in korea and just you can explain to me the climate far better than I can ever explain to anyone and i think it's because you have a history in politics that i just found out 8 <laughs> minutes ago <laughs> good fucking friend I am but now I think of the Baltimore story and your interest in the political climate at the time of the United States so do you do you wait so do you remember when that began though do you remember when it started that night yeah. when it started but I mean like when I when we when we like kind of introduced the topic I guess <laughs> was it the first okay let's set up the Baltimore night because interestingly enough there's a podcast a few weeks ago with a mutual friend, Laura Armstrong. Of course. She was great enough to come on the pod. Of course. And I cut this story out. Not that I do. Wait, so you recorded this? You I, recorded I, this? I, well, I recorded <laughs> this story because we got we were telling fond memories about you and how much we miss you. And I tell, told the Baltimore story and then I was like, shit. Like, it's not <laughs> fair to throw someone else out under the bus. If they're not there to like sell their side of it. That's right. That's right. But this is how I remember Baltimore. We were as as that mission generally is, it is a whirlwind it devolved. of, of it like devolved. 72 hours. It devolves. That's what happened. Like it devolves. It devolves. You go in bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and then you don't stop working for 70 straight hours. Correct. Correct. And your body aches and you're living off this like Cyclops beer that was so nicely left for us in the Airbnb we stayed at. And we have like our buddy mutual friend Sean decided to uh, book us a lovely 5 a.m. flight the next morning. And we're like, we don't need to sleep. Let's just go get fucking bombed as any responsible adult would do. Of course. And so we started at like the pickle or like the hairy pickle. or The, the hairy pickle. Right? And, and we started there. Then we moved to this little, like, sole proprietor. There was literally three people in that bar. There was three people in that bar. But we went back to it. But we started there, and we kept moving, but we went back. (laughs) So So when we started there, we decided we were going to get whiskey. Because when you start a night on beer, and you're now full... The only logical thing to do after three hours is then move to, like, a little Uh. less alcohol that'll still accomplish the goal so we moved to whiskey and then do i recall a gentleman exposing his prosthetic limb 100 he, so he was a baltimore ravens fan and he <laughs> so did yeah we yeah. are getting whiskey in a bar like any normal we have now doubled the amount of people in this bar and this happens <laughs> but he was he was maybe the most cordial guy he was a cordial wasted man he was a cordial guy have I had someone today show me? Uh, so okay, we didn't finish the story. I'm sorry. He exposed his prosthetic limb <laughs> with a giant Baltimore Ravens sticker. Also, it was probably the most bizarre thing I've seen. Completely living in Baltimore, Maryland. Right. As we know, a very divided uh, community. 100%. As we've seen, even 
one of the rarest events that I've ever seen happen in the, the baseball world. Right. Where they had, had to shut off the entire game. And like no, that. no, they played the game but to no, no fans. fans. No fans, exactly. No one could because of the race riots going on inside right. uh, Baltimore. By the way, this yeah. is this is at like two o'clock in the morning. This is like late. This is, this is we are. No, this is our first time there. It's, uh, is, are it's you sure? Twelve thirty. Are you sure? Sean was there. Sean, okay, Sean was Sean, there. Sean, Sean, Sean saw the prosthetic <laughs> limb, which I think just set the tone as to okay, this is a place where we can bear our soul. If you can show me your prosthetic <laughs> kneecap, this is a place where we can bear our soul. I mean, and so we we had to go and take our friend Sean home and course. put him to bed, and we decide we don't want to sleep, and we go back to the same bar. <laughs> And they were still there. They were still there, but that's when it, it turned. It turned a bit. It turned I, a bit. You know, I think it went. Okay, you think it turned? I think it turned a bit. I think it turned. When the desire to explore the political. Um, it got turned up a notch. Turned up a notch. It got turned up a notch. Seen an interesting thirty-six months. Let's say out of the United States of America. What do you think you learned from that? When you you get to speak to someone of you, you're of a very liberal viewpoint. Of course, yeah. And yeah, and, yeah. and there are people with with differing views. What did you take? You know, with your your history and politics. What do you take away from that? I think for me, it's like I I I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I want I want to trust that they are not being malicious or like they're not they're not trying to be bad. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I feel like it's. Maybe that's their viewpoint to the point where I, I just can't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I I think that there's a reason that Donald Trump was reelected. Mm-hmm. And to the point where people are saying things that I just, I will never understand. I'll never understand. And maybe they want to keep going with that. And they, they do. And they keep being um, malicious and facetious, et cetera. But mm-hmm. if... I just, there's no reasoning, I guess. Basically, this man, this man said that Barack Obama was not American. He said that this man wasn't born there. And he kept going. And I'm like, and nothing happened. There was no repercussions. So if there's no repercussions for that, I guess there was none. There was none in that regard. And a certain segment of the population is down with that. So fuck, like. What do we do? If they're Um, down, if they're down with that. I I just I, I just can't stand with those people at all. So I have an interesting theory that that society, as you kind of go through the ages, it works in a pendulum, right? It, it's it swings left and then it swings right, and it's not quite generational. It's a little bit more, but I think it's just as as time has passed, or as the world has passed through the ages, right? We try to correct mistakes of the past. And we believe, oh, it's by going super strict but, or it's by going super inclusive. Clay, Clay, in what world in what world do you elect someone who is literally a demagogue? Then what I, where I was going with this was that the idea is that we all move to higher understanding as there are these mini swings. Right. But it, it's to me, I'm just I just I just don't get it. I just don't understand why maybe people feel like they're they're marginalized. Like maybe like let's say white people who are like marginalized, et cetera. I just, uh, what, 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 what the hell, what the hell? This is, this is the person you're going to back. This is the guy. This is the guy. And really, and this is how you're going to go about. If you feel marginalized or you don't feel like you're being represented to to the extent you want to go, you're going to go back to a time. You're going to regress to a time where you burnt torches and yelled, Racial slurs in the street in large groups. Do you do you think they know that though? I th- my thing is like I'm not sure if they're cognizant of like what is happening. Maybe they're just they're just 
they just are upset about things. Evolution. Are you an evolutionist or creationist? There's a big question. Uh, wow. wow. Good God. Uh, I mean, I think I'm an evolutionist. I think. I think. I think in either form of belief, there's still an evolution of thought that we that 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 it has existed through humankind. Right. Whether whether species are evolving or whether we've been this way for however long, there's an evolution of thought, and we can point to something as simple as the cell phone. And say communication used to be completely different. Right. Then we moved to letters. Then right. we moved to on so on and so on and so forth. Evolution of thought. I would imagine that in an evolution of thought, things like this got wiped away. And was it maybe it's the laziness of society to be like, yes, we're past all of this. We're past the thought that we can segregate and put down and 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 marginalize the importance of other races within our culture for me no for me it's it's i mean i hear you but like for me it's if you always thought these things then what are we supposed to teach what are we what are we like if if you believe in that that garbage then what what are we supposed to do like why we go at them we like we challenge them like we we try to educate them etc but man like i it's it's amazing to me that there is so many people who are that steadfast in these beliefs that I just, I wonder how, how we convince them that they're wrong. Have you felt personally affected in any way? I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. I mean, like being a minority, being a person of color, I'm, I think I've gotten opportunities that I would not normally get. I think, and I, I'm, that's like, I, I, that's, Very thankful. that's, that's fantastic. It's good. But there's a lot of situations where I, I definitely know where it's not the same. It's not the same where mm-hmm. you are a second class citizen would be charitable. Like it's mm-hmm. not the same thing. So I, for me, it's, if you're good enough, you're good enough. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder sometimes if you're good enough, you're good enough. That does not stand to the truest thing. So hmm. that's what I would say a lot. It's incredible that you can meet a person in the workplace like you and I. And at the time, you know, you know that first day you meet and you're just trying to get a read on the of other course, person. Of course, of course, of course. You're like, <laughs> and we met at a very weird time too. Toronto City was going through a bit of an overhaul. It was Greg Vandy's first day, etc. His first day as coach. Yep. There was a yep. press conference. Yep. Uh, it was all pretty rushed, and you're kind of sizing each other up right off the bat. And it always intrigues me that our thoughts in those early days are never that. Let's talk politics around a table. Let's travel North America together and right. experience so many different, <laughs> and this is what's truly incredible uh, about the States and Canada as well, is that Texas is nowhere like Orlando, is nowhere like LA, is nowhere like Denver, Colorado, and we get to experience that together. And it's pretty neat that we've, we've watched over years, you know. I, Clay, do you, remember, do you remember the first time we met, actually? Do you remember the first time we actually met? Was it New York? It was New York, and it was it was one of those times where I was like, I I felt like a fish out of water. I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm doing here, et cetera, et cetera. But I basically, you were the nicest person in the world, and I was like, okay, so I feel comfortable now because at that time I was like, oh no, oh no. But what it is though, it to me, it's like you can tell, you can tell immediately what what someone is like pretty quickly, and like I mean call a spade a spade like just a good person a good cat and that's well shocks and you can you can also tell who's a bad cat as well, right? <laughs> so, like, you're right right so like yeah but like the cfc staff like everyone they were basically it was like all right i feel comfortable here. like they're these guys are 
very nice people. So it was not hard. It was not hard for me. Before coming to TFC, you were with the score. Correct. Which, for anyone who, who isn't familiar with the score, I'd be shocked if you're not familiar with the score, even if you're from the United States, because of the success of the score app. But it was originally a television station. Was it originally a website or a television station? Television first, yeah. Yeah, it was a yeah. television station. Yeah. Then they moved digital and in a way kind of revolutionized how we can take in sports information in, in a digital age, including their app, which was the source for every score and every piece of information. What was that experience like for you working at the, uh, the score? I don't want to say in its early days, but far earlier than it is now. Basically, I was still intern at the time when they got sold to Rogers. So like it became like, oh no, what is what is our job? Do we still have a job, et cetera, et cetera. But it was it was good. I mean, they they gave us a lot of freedom. Like we we were able to talk about anything. We were able to write like I used to write about NFL stuff a lot. Really? I, you have a, a team? Lot. I'm is the it the Ravens? I'm the Buffalo Bills fan. Then. Oh, the Buffalo Bills. Of course, we were in Baltimore. Course, remember and you watched the documentary? <laughs> Four falls, of course. How did you know that? How did you? Oh, oh, I didn't on. know that. We've talked about this before. Well, of course. So I, I feel like for me, it was like they let me write about whatever. And I, for me, again, it's like give me a, a medium to write about things. I'm like, yeah. like that's that was great. Uh, I wasn't getting paid, etc. But like that gave me an avenue to explore yourself exactly. and your ability. Exactly. And then and then I got different opportunities as it came along. So I would not recommend anyone who's listening. Get paid for your internships, but please get paid, please God. But for me, it was like that was a great opportunity, and here I am. So, is that what I was? I don't want to say thought was most odd because odd is a weird word to use. It's the wrong word. Uh, tennis never fit in when I when I thought of Devang and all the things we talked about and all the sports you liked. Tennis was never the one that I'm like, oh yeah, of course he's a tennis player. That's right. why he wears a sweatband every day or whatever. <laughs> There's nothing about you that screams tennis player, but just you being excited about it got me into tennis and, I, and I, had me following. Was it at the score that you took on that love, or does it well predate? It predates. I mean, like I played, I played, I played back in the day. It was like what? my my life, man. It was my life. Um, so. Basically, Roger Federer kind of changed. My relationship with my dad was not great. Mm-hmm. And we kind of bonded over Roger Fed. Federer. And then basically it's like, all right, let's watch this guy. Let's, let's see. And then even when I was away and I was in different countries or whatever, we would call each other and be like, hey, do you see Fed tonight? Or like, did you see Fed play the other day? It's like, And that became like a bonding experience. Interesting. So I, I mean, he's still my favorite of all time, but... It was a uh, a lifeline, I guess, with familial reasons. But. Interesting. I will. The reason why I wanted to do as crazy as it sounds sports documentary stuff like I uh, I do right now was because Leafs TV actually props to them had a show called Wait a Minute with Wade Belak, right? Who was uh, full of life and f- full of personality uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs and a valued member in that locker room. And my brothers weren't hockey fans. They were definitely not Leafs but fans. They, but they, 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 they got into it because of Through Wade. a personality. Exactly. And I exactly. saw the way that sports, maybe not exactly the X's and O's of sports, right. but I, found the, I saw the way that sports can impact a person and impact a life because both my, my, both my brothers then later on played. No way. Right? No way. And they're both Leafs fans, you know, true right. blue. And, and yeah, that all works out in a, in a, maybe a monetary, like a monetary way or whatever that, you know, a certain club has acquired fans. But I, they liked a, 
person, like they were opened up to something new. They empathized, I guess, right? Like they, because of sports, they, yeah. they were open a new door in their life because of a personality. And it's kind of weird when we had a joke for a long time uh, in one of the offices I worked at that we said we're, we're not saving lives here, right? As in nothing's so stressful right. because we work in an entertainment industry. But on the flip side of the coin, it's neat to know that people care. People, people care. care. Like people this care. affects their everyday. And 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 you call it what are we, the garbage Twitter? Uh, I mean, trash Twitter or like whatever. A, 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 a Twitter garbage man. Yeah. But you must, you're at the first line of as many of those. You know, like, you know what I mean, though? Like, I honestly, like, people who I don't know personally, but follow me on Twitter and I have a relationship with, I'm like, I like these people. Like, they're, they're great. Like they, and it's, it's bizarre to me, but also it's fantastic. It's great. Former score alum. Mutual friend Chris Lund. Chris Lund as well. He, yeah. When I first started working with him, he said, "Oh yeah, I've known you for years." <laughs> You're like, "What? What? <laughs> you were that AHL reporter?" And I think he called me shit or something <laughs> after that. Like he's like, "I hated you." But it's interesting that you can create a network, hundred percent, of of friends, companions, people who build you up, people who support you. You know, this is like I, it's it's shocking to me and not shocking at all, but like. It turns out most of us were not shitheads. We were all right. We are all right. We are all right. We're all right, right? We're all right. I think I think it's wherever your tent lies. And I, I think you look at the names we brought up, Sean, yourself, yeah. me, Chris. We kind of had, we, well, we did. We had a way greater love for the product than we did for ourselves. It wasn't about advancing my career 100%. as a person. 100%. I just wanted more we just, people to we, see, and also we just we we wanted to make it good between us, though. Like we wanted to have good things happen. Exactly. 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 How have you experienced the uptick or the change in sports because of social media? I mean, like for me, it's it's interesting because I feel like where I'm working now, it's this game will sell itself. Like FIFA is FIFA. Like it, who doesn't love it? But it's it's. It's definitely um, I don't I don't I don't work for a team anymore, so mm-hmm. I it's it's different I guess so I would say. And when I work for TFC, I felt every every dagger, every good moment, everything all together. But now it's like, well, still love the company that I'm working for, but also I I love TFC probably more than now because I'm like, please please come at me, please come <laughs> at me, please come at me, please. <laughs> You're wearing an Arsenal jacket. I am. I'm wearing, I am wearing an Arsenal jacket. It, it, it's quite handsome. <laughs> you are. I would say what I've come to learn as a typical Arsenal fan, where if the bus is going off the cliff, you're the first one to say the bus is going off the cliff, and you're screaming <laughs> because you swear you see smoke coming from under the hood. But if it's a good day, you're pure bants. I mean, hundred percent, hundred percent. Now you you call the spade a spade. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. How are you? How are you feeling this year about your boys? Well, I mean, we're gonna win the Carabao Cup. I think we're gonna might win the Europa League as well. So hmm. let's let's see. Let's see how it goes. How are you guys doing? How's Liverpool doing? Oh, I see. I, I see what's happening here. <laughs> let's, you know, what? you, let's 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 turn the table. My you're Jeff. not exactly turning the table, are you? <laughs> You know, I, I know the days in which Devang is looking to educate, and I know the days in which Devang <laughs> just wants to rub my face uh, and shit. What's the word? Obfuscate? Obfuscate, I guess. Like Obfuscate? Uh, obfuscate, I think so, yeah. Is that what you're doing right now? I'm trying to do it. I'm trying yeah. to do it. I'm trying to do it. I am. Leave it to a wordsmith to use a word bigger than is inside my vocabulary. 
Here's something I love to end things off with, and, and, and today's going to be a little bit shorter than most, and it's because I'll blame myself, my day. I'm like a doctor. You know, no, I'm not really like a doctor. They're way smarter than me. But you know how you show up at a doctor's office, and if you get the 8.15 appointment in the morning, 100%. you're going to get in at 8.15. <laughs> but if you have the 4.30 appointment, you're not going to see them till fucking 6 o'clock. That's my day today, is that every little thing is pushed everything back. So it's going to be a little bit shorter. It's on me, but thank you for buying out the time. The way I always look to end things, we've all received little bits of support, little messages. We've read things from from people who have come before us or we've had mentors that have delivered something to us. I'm curious to know what stuck with you over your career so far. What has stuck with you that you can go back to on great days and on hard days right. as, as kind of that motivational if I'm going to have a whale jumping over out of the water and I don't want it to say underneath right. it, right. you know, don't be fucking ghouls. What's something you've picked up along the way? Uh, so I'm, I'm lucky in the sense that I had two older sisters who kind of like basically without them, I'm not sure I would be where I am today. Um, I used to send them articles I used to write when I was like 12 or 10 and like basically send them articles. And they're like, what is this? Like this, that's not that good at all. I'm like, yeah, of course it's not good. Like what? Of course. But we have to do a whole whack of not good before we can get one good. But they were, they were so supportive and like, so, so there, I guess sometimes like I have, obviously you grew up with friends and like you had people who were always there, but I, I, I never had someone who I could just straight up give give what I wanted to do mm-hmm. to them and then just be very earnest and honest about it. Mm-hmm. And without them, I wouldn't be where I am. I think for me, it's like as well, they taught me a lot of things about how to treat people and like how to be honest and, and earnest and without them, I don't know where I'd be. So I, that, it's them, it's them, I would say. And it's really, it's finding a, a safe space within people, whether they're friends or family members exactly. or whatever, exactly. that you can comfortably grow with. Exactly. That exactly. you just keep feeding them and they can help you along the way, but you have this comfortable space without judgment where you can just keep going. 100%. I, and, and I think the best part is like a lot of what I wrote when I was young was bad, but they gave me constructive feedback, I guess. <laughs> I guess I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, sure. Like Felix Fafen is not the best goaltender in the world. Like, I, they, oh, it fuck was- you. <laughs> Heresy. <laughs> Heresy. The I cat, still believe that. I still believe that. The though. cat <laughs> was the greatest goaltender uh, in 1998. I went to my very first Leafs game. I didn't realize how far the purples were away from the ice, but I brought a big sign because we had Felix Poffin and Curtis Joseph on the team at the same time. Of course, and I had of a giant sign that said cats and dogs can play together, which I believed in my heart, but they got rid of Felix the cat shortly after. We, got, we started the podcast talking about Come On You Reds. This is the first podcast I was introduced to and the first podcaster that I was introduced to and that was you. It made me very happy to find out that you've recently launched a new podcast. Before I let you go, I got to let you plug it. What, what do you got going on? Clay, Clay, this something is, Clay, this is like the, the best plug wise. I've, this is great. Uh, listen up. It's the Sport Chronicle. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher as well. Uh, we basically chronicle the greatest moments in sport history and uh we'll go through random games like we it's no it's 2010 it's 2011 it's 2009 it's 
all over the place, but we, uh, me, myself, and Simon Bushel, like it's, I listen to it. If you like my voice, my, my audible chocolate. I love, <laughs> audible. My I love voice. your voice. I was so surprised <laughs> because I known you before you started to come on your Reds podcast. And then I knew you were starting it and I wasn't sure how you were going to translate onto a microphone. And then I hear the opening, the opening of the very first one. I was like, whoa, dang, DeBang's got a radio voice. <laughs> Absolutely love it. So it's the Sport Chronicle. What's one story that you've told that you, that you love right now? There's gonna I'll be say more. so 1996, Donovan oh. Bailey, Olympics, 100 meter final. Check it out. Check it out. Sport Chronicle, DeBang Desai. One of my best friends, travel partner, travel partner. Also, Clayton. Vancouver sushi date. Clay, Clay, Clay Hans, Clay Hans. You're the best. You're the best. So. To end this, I will go the route I usually do. Everyone, please be good to yourself and eat your vegetables. <laughs>